1: Hello, Homo sapiens listeners. I'm just jumping on here. Did you hear me jump? To tell you that we have exciting news. If you want to listen to Homo sapiens without the ads, now you can. You can subscribe to Homo sapiens Plus on Apple Podcasts, and all future episodes will be ad free. How do you sign up? Well, go inside your Apple Podcasts app. Go to our Homo Sapiens homepage and the option to subscribe to Homo Sapiens Plus for £1.49 a month is there. There's also BT Dubs, a seven-day free trial available, so you can try before you buy, which is my favourite. I like to do that in the supermarket whenever they've got a little snack being handed out. Anyway, I digress. Are we there? Ah, there we are. Hello! (laughs) Hello! Goodness me, we've been besieged by technical issues this morning. I'm trying to get this recorder next to me to work, and now it's finally working. Can you hear me, listeners? Is it loud and clear? Honestly, it was a bit like the NASA Mission Control Centre in here for about five minutes. Setback after setback, but I have a little less personnel at my disposal. I've got Ridley the dog lying in front of me, and I've got me, and I've got an iPhone But that NASA thing, did you see it? NASA launching an unmanned rocket to go to the moon made a huge thing about it, which obviously they would because we're going to the moon. Uh, Then they had to call it off in the last few moments. Then they had to call it off again, which is a bit much, if I'm honest. You kind of go, it's unmanned, isn't it? I say just whack it up there. See what happens. Um, That's a joke. Possibly also why I'm not a, um, what do you call them? rocket scientist. I think that is the only thing standing between me and being a rocket scientist. Everything else is absolutely in place to succeed. How are things here? Well, I'm back from my holiday, back to terrible news that Liz Truss is prime minister. Anyone who's listening outside of the UK, we've got a new prime minister. She wasn't elected by the people. She was elected by the Conservative Party members. Wrong. Um, And she's dreadful. She said at a recent sort of event is it hustings they call them someone asked her if trans women are women and she said no and she is incorrect and for that reason she is persona non grata around these shores. let me tell you listeners so that's a bit of a dumpster fire in better news summer is over no I'm joking summer is kind of over but I don't know about you listeners but call me a spiced pumpkin latte I love a bit of autumn it makes me feel good in my soul I love the way I have to say when i got off the plane i love the way england smells when you get off and it's just got that it's it's got that damp in the air and it makes me happy and it was lovely to come home and seeing the colors and the leaves begin to change i'm aware what i'm saying is highly unpopular though because i know we're all trying to hold on to summer and i'm also aware that we're heading into a winter with an energy crisis, and I want to hear from you all about how the energy crisis is affecting you. Please write in hello at homosapienspodcast dot com or at sapiens on Instagram. Let's talk about what does this mean for LGBT people. One of the things that I think in specifics is that you know a lot of us move away from home as LGBT people in order to be nearer our own community, and therefore sometimes you don't have your support network around you. Well enter stage left homo sapiens podcast we are your support network so write in let us know um this week on the podcast i shall be giving you a large dollop of joy it is the comedian and online sensation daniel howe now he doesn't like being called a youtuber he doesn't like being called an instagrammer sorry an influencer there you go that's how in touch i am He has a YouTube channel with over 6 million subscribers and he's about to tour the world with his comedy show We're All Doomed. Topical, he should have just called it Liz Truss. He sort of famously came out, famously disappeared from the internet, despite having this huge following. He was one of the first big, sorry, Daniel, I'm saying it influences YouTubers. I'm a granddad. That's what you were to me. I'm sure it's much more nuanced. But um, anyway, he would find that funny. I hope. Sorry. Uh, he's a really, really funny, wonderful person. And we had a real laugh. So that chat is coming up and talking about the pressure of coming out and all the kind of chat- about him as people speculated about his sexuality and then he revealed his sexuality and then he disappeared and he did this kind of I think I said to him he's like a a whistleblower like he did this big video when he came back to his six million followers after being off the internet for two years sort of saying the truth behind the mask of being a successful youtuber type person Um, after him saying, please don't call me a YouTuber, I'm sort of doing really well at not calling him a YouTuber, aren't I? Um, He revealed the truth and he speaks a lot about mental health and he's really, really, really honest about that. And I loved him. We had a really nice chat. I've been following him for a few years. Uh, He was brought to my attention by younger members of the Homo Sapiens team. Katie Grant, our producer, actually, many moons ago, showed me him. And he's really cool. So that chat's coming up. You're going to love him. Did you listen to our interview with Billy Porter next week? Next week? Last week? What's wrong with me? Do you know what that means? It's time for a sip of coffee. Kickstart the old brain. Lots of lovely messages about the Billy Porter episode. Have you watched the film yet? Write to me. Tell me. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com and get in touch with us at homosapiens. Now, we've got some lovely messages. Oh, email from the people who make Homo sapiens t-shirts because the new design is ready to look at. So we'll be sharing that soon. Need to have a look at it. All I'm going to say is it's very cool and it's very funny. Funny, clever. I'd say clever. Nancy has been in touch with ideas for podcast topics. Nancy, hello. Thank you so much for writing. Still listening, still learning. Thanks. Nancy, same here. Well, I'm trying to listen. Uh, doing a lot of talking. I'm trying to learn. How about a show on the Globe Theatre production of the non-binary Joan of Arc? Brilliant idea. Let's do that. Who is playing Joan of Arc? I got an email about this the other day. Oh, it's already started. God, look at me. I'm so behind. Hang on. Aren't I going to see this? This is all fascinating for you listeners, but I think I'm going to see this, aren't I? Oh, dear. What's the matter with me? Sorry, I'm going back to the email now. Nancy says, also, how about queer museums? New one in London. How the focus was determined and how it differs from other queer museums around the world. Yes, Nancy, we've actually got that episode coming up for you. Very exciting. It's all recorded. It's in the can, as they say. Um, Again, thank you for doing this faithfully every week from Nancy. Nancy, it's my pleasure. Edwina got in touch. A brand new listener. Edwina, hello. Welcome to the show she got in touch just came across this fabulous podcast love it I've been driving my family mad I'm sure trying to catch up from the very first episode and shushing them if they disturb me Edwina I love that also laughing out loud a lot which gets me funny looks especially if I choke on my tea Uh, Edwina I'm going to pause you there if you ever are choking listeners I can't believe I've never said this throughout the whole history of the podcast because it's amazing if you're ever choking on liquid maybe food uh, simply breathe through your nose and the choking will stop, uh, I've been told. I sort of feel like I know how to caveat that. It's not actual medical. Well, maybe it is medical. Um, anyway, it's my, it's my offer to you. Uh, I also think seek medical help. Too many favourite episodes to mention, back to the email. But particularly love Stephen Fry and Justin Vivian Bond. Ah, oh, thanks. Love how inclusive and warm you all are and how well you all get along together. Oh, we're a whole gang, I tell you. Chris, your voice is as comforting as a chocolate fudge Sunday. Well, topical since I was on holiday. I had quite a few choc choc Sunday type things. Edwina, that's a lovely email. Thank you so much. All of you lot have been sharing your Culture Club recommendations as well. You're a voracious bunch, I must say. So Paul has been to see Cruz at the theatre. Becca's been watching A League of Their Own on TV. Ooh, so is that the remake of the Madonna one? 2022 TV series. Here we go. Who's in it? Abby Jacobson, Shantae Adams, Darcy Carden. Oh, cool. Edwina, who just wrote that email, I'm presuming it says Edwina, has been to see Billie Eilish live in Zurich. Oh, God. What a show that must have been. I love Billy Eilish. I had a dream. That song. I listen to that all the time. I'm one of those people who listens to songs on repeat. I wonder if any of you have that. I find it really helps me get into the zone. And if the song changes, then my brain kind of switches. Uh, So I sort of listen to one song on repeat. I've been listening to Aluna George. No, I'm listening to Aluna from Aluna George actually a lot. Um, lately, and I love that. And I've added listeners' new songs to the Homo Sapiens playlist. So go and have a listen there as well. So that's the roundup from you all. Now let's go and have a very funny chat with a very wise head on very young shoulders. Daniel Howell's, or is it Daniel? Maybe I'm getting it wrong. Maybe he's Dan. Let's find out.
2: Is it Dan or Daniel? It's whatever you want, baby. Um, really? Dan. Daniel, if you're my grandma, all of <laughs> make me sound
1: cool. So excited to be doing this. It's been a long time in the making and we are, we're honoured to have you.
2: That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honoured to be here. Thank you. I refuse to be here. I have terrible self-esteem problems. Hi, I'm Dan. Oh, How are you doing, everybody?
1: bless. Well... So do I. So we're going to get on just fine. Relatable. Um, Are you using AirPods
2: there? I am. What's that meme? He's using AirPods. He can't hear you. Yeah. So if you see, (laughs) because we're on a video call, sorry to the podcaster listening right now. If some like goose flies into the room if I'm in danger of death you need to scream because I I won't know you're the only person that can see what's happening behind me
1: how do you find them though because you can see I'm wired here hardwired
2: I can't get on with an airpod I've lost them multiple times and it's such a scam because if you lose one they're like (laughs) buy them again idiot and then I go wow god I'm so angry who do I blame about this it's me for just leaving them on a shelf and then walking away (laughs) for two weeks and then going who put that there God, I'm my own worst enemy for sure.
1: But am I right in thinking that people are going back to hardwired
2: headphones? There's definitely a retro embrace thing. I'm someone that likes to trip over cables. I like to gesticulate while I'm talking. So it's the kind of thing where I'd accidentally kind of gesticulate it out of my left ear and slap someone in the face of it. And then that's a whole violent altercation that I didn't mean to start. So I'm better being wireless (laughs) at all times for sure. So, what are you up to at the moment?
1: How are things? I know there's been much chatter about you because you're back in some respects. How does that feel? Do you think, do you wish you'd never come back?
2: Every single day. There's something quite nice about just being a bear, hibernating in a cave, pretending that reality isn't out there. Mm -hmm. Again, you have this gnawing voice in the back of your head that is saying, you have responsibilities, Mm -hmm. there are things you need to do procrastinate away from that. So it's a very comfortable place to live if you can just uh, ignore the background, terror. But it is nice to be back because I haven't been outside in two years. I was one of those people that took it very seriously. And the last time I went on a tour or set any of my audience in real life was 2018, which was basically 5000 years ago when everybody was 12. um, When I still had youth hope. And life in my eyes, and you know, a, a joy de vie that just isn't anywhere to be found anymore. So it's a very mm-hmm. exciting time for me to be out there in the world again.
1: When you're talking to people that you work with, do you sort of mention
2: Adele quite a lot as a sort of blueprint? Is <laughs> <as> the how <laughs> just uh, someone that aloofly disappears yeah. and then yeah. comes back and it's very. I haven't thought about that. I think that is very offensive to Adele. Um, Mm -hmm. But perhaps that is some element of that is what I accidentally cultivated over the last two years. I think Adele likes to take intentional steps back after her creative process to experience life, just grow as a person and then just bless us all with some amazing art. Whereas I kind of just have some kind of doom spiral. (laughs) My life collapses. There is no plan. There's nothing intentional about it. And then I kind of desperately regurgitate some kind of content and then mm-hmm. hope that anyone's there to listen. So kind of similar. <laughs> Have you considered writing an album? Uh, maybe. I'll just call it, um, the age that it was that I want to go back to. Let's say 28 <laughs> before the thing that we don't talk about happened, because that would be nice.
1: So the thing you do not speak of, are you saying that's the thing of you leaving the world? In,
2: of work for a bit is that it's you- the whole bundle of joy that was um, a global apocalypse right. and me deciding to take a step back, everything imploding and then coming back accidentally in the most dramatic way possible. I guess yeah, quite the two years. Just tracking back a moment,
1: do you think that? And this could be completely wrong, but I just it's always been in my head, and then now we're talking about her. I wanted to ask, do you think that? Any element of Adele's success, which is absolutely valid and her music is amazing, mm-hmm. is the fact that she's A on the list. Because I
2: always just think it's 100. always... One <laughs> hundred. No, no, seriously. Because my friend, Phil, chose the username Phil" <gasps> because it appears at the top. And he gets loads of Instagram followers because he's got a verified profile that people recommend. And he appears at the top of the list. Cause it's a, so if you think you're going to be cool and put yourself out there with a name called like Zebra Lover 25, you will never make it flop.
1: So you could have come back as Adan.
2: That would have been better. Do you want to be my manager? Absolutely. And
1: what have you found is different about
2: the world now you are back? I left in case anyone doesn't know. I basically um, had a nervous breakdown after trying to be an entertainer for 10 years, living my life in the spotlight having a very blurred line between expressing myself creatively and what was public knowledge about my real life. And spoiler alert, turns out I was gay the whole time, but Mm -hmm. I really hadn't been on a journey to accept that until I was about 28. And I got to a point where, and I think this is something that a lot of queer people can relate to. If you are in the closet, there's only so long you can inevitably run away from it before you know deep down inside that it is holding back every aspect of your life. Because you might think you could function with your relationships, in your workplace, with your Mm. social life, trying to just procrastinate this issue for as long as you can and obviously different people of different circumstances but for me it became this 360 looming spectre haunting me i was going to say a skeleton in my closet but that's just offensively on the nose it was literally i was the skeleton in my own closet mm. i knew that i couldn't do anything in my life until i came out as gay which for me came as a bundle of having to do it publicly as well as privately and following that I thought I just have to go work out who I am and what I'm doing with my life. Cause I think a lot of queer people that come out, I'm not going to say older in life because that would imply that I'm old. I'm still youthful (laughs) 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 where I thought I need to reassess my whole life. Who am I? Who are my friends? What am I doing? What am I enjoying? Am I doing any of the things I want to, because it's good for me or because it's just where I found myself.
1: Mm, Who got the chop?
2: Um, several old crusty friends for sure. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, the pandemic was great for that. Cause it was like, Oh, you know, we all just kind of pulled away from life. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to come back to you. Am I? Bye. <laughs>
1: so, Via text or oh, just uh, more of a withdrawal?
2: Just kind of an aloof withdrawal. Maybe they sent something on Facebook Messenger and I get to play the card. Oh, nobody uses Facebook anymore. Sorry, I just never saw that. I saw it. Did they mark as red on Facebook Messenger? You can click it to see the messages that come in. And as long as you read the first sentence and don't click on all of it, you don't have no. to read the message. So I just read the first five or six words, decide, yeah, I'm not going to reply to that. And then it was never read.
1: It's fine. Do you know how to do that on Instagram? No, somebody taught me. I feel like I'm giving it away, but who cares? So go to your inbox, put your phone on airplane mode and make sure it's not connected to Wi-Fi. This is
2: some CIA stuff happening right now. I'm here for this. This is sneaky.
1: Yeah. Click on the message. You can read it. Go back to your inbox. Mark it as unread and then
2: turn off airplane mode. You can read it and no one knows you read it. That is the kind of devious thing that I'm 100% here for. And I'm going to do that to everyone I know. And you have just awakened a demon and in fact corrupted everyone listening who will now use these powers for insidious, probably perverted things. I know I know you. Uh, think how many more friends you can get rid of like this. Or just awkward dates that you don't want to go on. Mm. People that go, oh, let's grab a coffee. And you can be like, oh, sorry, I broke both of my legs and just didn't go on the internet for six months. It's not that I wanted to not read <laughs> the message. 100%.
1: So you came out in your private life, but am I right in saying that you were in a relationship when you came out? So you were sort of out or no? No. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: This is a good example of something you don't want to talk about unless you want to get your inbox destroyed. <laughs> uh, no, my um, my life was a mess because I had not actually accepted that I was gay. I knew that I wasn't straight But there is a real difference between knowing you aren't straight and Mm -hmm. accepting the phrase, I'm gay, that's just a fact about yourself and really coming to terms with that. So even if I was doing gay stuff (laughs) all throughout my 20s, that didn't matter Mm -hmm. because I was still saying there's room to just step back and pretend that that's not real. I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to emotionally accept. And for me, it all came back to the... Uh, 90s school grounds that's so gay synonym that being gay equals bad that's something that i internalized so deep that i literally did not actually confront that realization within myself that i'm gay and that's all right until i went through the process of trying to write a funny (laughs) bit about it which is the kind of incestuous relationship between me trying to entertain people with content that's actually just an excuse for giving myself therapy.
1: Right. Which
2: is a lot of comedy in itself, isn't it? You it's know? quite self-indulgent, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but also, I want to talk about my dad for 45 yeah. minutes. Yes. If, they, if they laugh twice, it's okay. It's mainly about validation. Maybe more people should do that. <laughs>
1: um, I remember you said in that video you did recently, I'm a simple beast. I like, what was it? You said a, com- <laughs> a combination of attention a little bit of money and a little bit of money and
2: respect. Yeah. No, it's and respect. it's up to, it's up to, what about you? Where do you think you stand on the triangle of money, attention, respect?
1: When you said it, I was like, wow. I mean, I've never heard of that triangle and I thought it was
2: brilliant.
1: And I think Did you feel personally attacked. I'm sorry. I actually didn't feel personally attacked. I felt personally <laughs> seen as they say, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, do they say, I think respect is a massive thing. And I Good think for it's you. really interesting that I don't think we talk about it. In a way, we don't talk about shame, which we will come on to, because I want to talk to you about shame, because yes. it's what I spend most of my days talking about. But I don't think we talk about respect. And I found this Instagram post, which I know isn't real therapy, but I love it, which was <laughs> talking about how most conflicts can be drawn back to respect. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't find it anymore.
2: And I wanted to reread it, possibly share it um and you need to do is rewrite it and then quote yourself and then people go wow this guy (laughs) i need to listen to his podcast yeah and change my name to begin with an a yeah um
1: and it was sort of about how most of the time you have a conflict with someone is that they don't feel that you respect them and it was giving the there was like there's three ways that can be Mm. that you don't think they're important or you don't think they're good or you don't and um yeah, it's really interesting because I would say that I was someone who doesn't actually think that I need respect, but that's not
2: true. I'm fooling myself there. But if, if that's the better choice, if we say in your life, you need money, you need just attention no matter what, or you need respect. If you're saying, guys, I'm admitting, I just I just want to have integrity. Okay, it's a bit of a humble brag, not going to lie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I love attention. I love attention. And, <laughs> um, but I don't like attention... For attention's sake, like I okay, the reason I do this podcast is because it's it helps people. Uh, mm. But I would be wrong to say that's the only reason I do it. I just feel like it's deliberately chatty and informal because I could be an activist if I wanted to be, but I'm not. I think I just think actually the one thing I thought queer people were lacking was just bubbling conversation that reflected Absolutely. their lives, lightly sparkling conversation. Yeah, the soda stream of podcasts, if you will. Mm. And but I also like. I I get such a thrill when people write in and say that it's connected with them. But I, if that was because I was not doing something that I know is nutritious
2: and helpful, I don't think it Mm -hmm. would chime in the same way. And how does that hit when people say that to you? Because I had a phenomenon where for so many years, everything I did was online and it's just numbers and likes Mm. and none of it feels real. And sometimes I would really pour my heart and soul into things and bare my soul. And I would just not really appreciate the tangible effect it has on people until I went on tour for the first time. And even Mm -mm. someone, because, you know, someone could have any kind of reaction from this. You saved my entire life to I was having a bad day. And you know what? You made me laugh. And just hearing that from a real person in real life. Mm not just validated me, but made a lot of my background anxious thoughts about things that I think are important to worry about completely evaporate because I realised how meaningless it all was. So have you felt the same when someone does compliment you on the podcast and you go, damn, I'm really out here doing something? Yes. I mean,
1: I'm laughing because the question should be going the other way because there are millions of people (laughs) who feel like that about you. But I think that, I suppose, something you said about your book, actually, which is like, it's the book I wish i'd had when i was younger Mm -hmm. um i suppose this is done so on instinct there is no strategizing but it's simply the thing i wish i'd had when i was younger That when it when someone comes up and says that i'm like fucking great because i was guessing you know i was i don't know like maybe i'm maybe
2: no one cares anymore and it's all fine to be queer who knows you know like but the, isn't that amazing? Won't it be an amazing problem to have for you if you live in a future, and for me, where we don't feel like we need to create things that we're missing in yes. our own youths? Wow. Yes.
1: Well, Woman's Hour on Radio 4, which this is, uh, was the sort of kickoff inspiration for this, because I was like, the world from a female perspective once a day, why don't we do once a week from the queer perspective? That mm-hmm. was started 50, 70 years ago, and it's still going and still needed. So, you know, I'll be long dead in 70 years' time. So I think we we'll will be, be okay. uploaded to the cloud
2: and we will be listening to some kind of Alexa <laughs> using a deep fake of your voice asking people questions about their gay days. <laughs> exactly. Alexa, who featured in your video for your tour, I note. They are listening. Are they? If you think that they're just playing music and starting timers for you and they're not remembering, they are. You better be saying please and thank you because one day they will have legs <laughs> and they will come knocking at your door. So respect. Do you actually believe that? I believe some kind of middle ground between postal drones going haywire and accidentally kicking us in the shins and a full-on Terminator (laughs) singularity-inspired apocalypse. Yes. Is Sarah Connor involved? Hopefully. We need someone iconic to rally behind. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point?
1: And can I um, ask you a more... um, It's not a serious question. Perhaps a more focused question from myself Mm. here. I felt like that video you did recently about why you left YouTube... Yes. I felt like I was listening to a whistleblower, but <laughs> the...
2: I'm the gay Edward Snowden of yes. nothing important. That's all <laughs> I've ever... He tweeted me once and I thought, get the fuck... I don't want to be on a list. No. <laughs> don't retweet me. This is, the, this is what I get for engaging in politics. Don't vote for anyone. Don't do anything. Stay away. Yeah. I'm going to get arrested in an airport now.
1: Yes. But I thought what was interesting about the whistleblower element of the way I felt I could hear you speaking was that you're sort of the inside the tent whistleblower maybe that is what whistleblowers do I suppose they are they work within the system don't they but do you feel like that and do you feel like it's this big secret that being a slave to the algorithm and the likes and the advertising revenue and how I'm now going to praise what you said and correct me when I'm wrong but like that you start to become the thing that you think people want rather than the thing you know you are Mm -hmm. Did you
2: feel like no one else was saying it? I absolutely had not seen anyone else talk about it. And it's more that even if some people already have, there's always people that need to hear something. And when you look at things these days that say, the number one job that all young people want to have is influencer. And I'm thinking that is a nightmare hellscape that you are going to be trapped in and you will hate everything about life. I just feel I had to say something about it. And particularly... Mm -hmm. The whole, hmm, but you have lots of Twitter followers, you have done stuff on radio and TV and on stage, but the cool, exciting thing from the future is the YouTube stuff. And surely that's fun. And I'm saying, well, actually, a lot of it is very uh, stressful and depressing and (laughs) unstoppably robotic, which is the antithesis of any kind of artistic inspiration that you started with. I saw a few comments from people going, "Wow, I really wanted to do this, and now I don't want to anymore." And I thought, <laughs> "I've crushed their dreams. I have done my job."
1: <laughs> and now they'll involve involve enroll in law school like you were going to, and then absolutely.
2: Either way, we'll all be complaining in 10 years, but it's about us feeling like we made <laughs> the right decision at the moment. And have other peers of yours reached out and said, thanks for saying? (laughs) Dozens. People that I don't even talk to have gone, wow, don't we all just hate everything? And I'm like, we do hate everything.
1: (laughs) But paint the picture for me. It doesn't have to be completely painted, but Mm. of what that is. Because, you know, like you've alluded to a minute ago, you're this person with millions of followers and it's going really well, as I know you don't like... The term YouTube or influencer, but what you're doing is going really well. What
2: is it that is so bad? It is just the lifestyle of trying to create content on a platform that's just about numbers mm-hmm. and how you might value this podcast on not just its performance and numbers, but how good it is how great the guests are, the conversation you have, the things that it gets people to think about, the way that it changes people's minds. That is the value. None of those are a concern. That's the value. <laughs> Lock in. <laughs> but when you log into some website and it goes, here's your evaluation numbers up, numbers down, money generated, someone clicked on this advert here, do something, blah, blah, blah. It's just a little bit soul destroying mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> as yeah. opposed to standing on a stage and saying knock knock and then someone laughing and you go oh so life is real people are real laughter is real emotions are real so you like that, that I did that- like that I loved being on tour because okay. it existentially gave me something to do every day when I wake up mm-hmm. when you're trying to create something Uh, You have a format with this podcast, which is great. If I was trying to do something on social media and come up with a new idea every single time, I start my Monday by opening a laptop, looking at a blank white screen. And Mm. the goal is just go, type. I just want to scream and cry and roll up in a little ball, have a little breakdown, do that kind of three-day depression spiral thing. Whereas when you're performing, when you're on a tour, you've got one job to do. That is to wake up at some point, roll onto a stage, and scream for two hours. And that is much easier to deal with. And then I get to go outside and hang out with people. It's, a, it's an enjoyable lifestyle.
1: Yeah, okay. This is all making sense.
2: And it's about connection, isn't it? You're able it to connect. It is about real human mm. connection. And as I would know, having written this book about mental health, there are some things that are just factually lifestyle choices you can make that are conducive biologically to a human having more positive emotions Mm -hmm. so I as a massive introvert with genuine social anxiety that to be honest I just don't really like people I don't go outside I don't do things I hate exercise I appreciate the the point of exercise on paper but I don't like it people that go Dan just start running because one day I'll just click and you'll be (laughs) like "Mm, I love it lies filthy (laughs) horrible lies I tried it no, I'm still just mm. sweaty and warm and it's horrible. So anything you can do <laughs> to force your lifestyle to involve more people, a change of scenery every now mm-hmm. and then, just standing up. It's good because for me a lot of my life was just sat on a laptop typing and crying. Right. <laughs> right.
1: That's the end of part 1. Part 2 is over on the feed. I'm having a great time. There's my neighbor walking past. Uh go to the feed get part 2. Oh, yes, yeah, lovely.